When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Master Your Mindset Podcast, the spot, the hub to get your mind right. Can't just train the body. Can't just train your skills or your craft. You got to train the mind. The body has limits, but the mind is limitless. And we have an expert in the field on a topic that's one of my favorite topics to talk about, and that is confidence. We have Paige Tons, who I love on Instagram. I love look at that IG. <laughs> Girl athlete mindset mentor. Come on, Paige, you know that we have four daughters. I didn't, but I do now. <laughs> yes. So for me, when I'm looking at, we have a son too, but when I'm looking at like raising children, like I have three things I want our kids to, to be. I want them to be resilient. Mm -hmm. I want them to be generous and I want them to be confident. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to, to pick your brain about all those factors, but yeah. uh, you want to say hi to, to the world, to the yeah. master your mindset squad. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. And, you know, just like you, I absolutely love talking about this. this is why I do it. But it's even more fun to talk to somebody else that's passionate about it because then we just like start jamming and vibing. And it's, I love being on other podcasts because I get to have these like in depth conversations when, you know, it's just me. It's not as, not as exciting. <laughs> and I got to say, uh, listeners, Paige is in Arizona right now. I'm in Seattle. We're on day 150 with like rain um dark rain so i'm just getting some some positive vibes i can see that the sunlight behind yes. you but maybe give the listeners your kind of like story you know how'd you grow up and i know we're gonna talk about sports but um maybe just mm -hmm. uh, share yeah um i mean definitely grew up in an athlete sports were kind of like our our life um family um my my dad played lots of sports my grandpa played um my mom played a little bit but um uh, grew up as an athlete and and but I was also just a normal kid too uh grew up here in Arizona so I'm Arizona native um I uh played softball was my main thing and then I also played some other sports but mostly softball and then volleyball in high school um I ended up going and playing college softball at Northwestern University and got out of the uh, sunshine <laughs> and got to experience something completely different, which I will never regret because it was just a really, really cool experience to go do something different, get away from home, have like this completely different experience got four seasons. I got, I had it all. And then uh, it was a little cold after uh, living there for when, once I graduated, um, I stayed there for about six months, had one more winter there. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time to go home. I also didn't have a job at that point. So I was like, yeah, I think it's time to go home. It's going to look a little cold. I don't have any money. <laughs> so we're going to go home, figure this out. And that was, um, and then from there, I mean, I think I have like your typical athlete struggling into transition of adulthood. I called it like 
uh, like limbo. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do. I've tried some things, but not, I hadn't had a lot of like real world or real job experience because I've been playing and competing my whole life. And then all of a sudden I didn't have a team. Um, so I was just kind of like pushed out into the real world, just like we all do. Um, kind of struggled through that for a little bit. And then I uh, actually started uh, crossfitting at a gym here locally and made some pretty incredible connections. I always like, it's crazy how many things happened because of there's this CrossFit gym that I'm still at, but um, got my first job um, doing some real estate stuff and investment and those things. And I did the real estate thing for about three years. Um, ended up being in like the marketing side at the end. And that's where I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I love this. It's creative. I've always been a kind of a creative person. Um, I like art. I was like the, the girl that did like ceramic seven in high school. <laughs> There's like no one else in that class. It's just really yourself. Um, and, uh, just really love the marketing. Uh, my eyes kind of were opened to this entrepreneurial world and, and social media and um, those things. And I was like, well, I could do that. Like I, I've got some experiences, I've got some things. And I just kind of started thinking about what I could offer and what I was good at. And actually ended up being what I wasn't good at because I really was not great at this confidence stuff. Um, it was something that held me back for a really long time um, until my senior year of college. Um, but we can get into that story a little bit later. Um, and I, I started mentoring girl athletes on the things that I wish I would have known earlier. And that's where I'm at. That's it. So maybe give us, go, go back in time, that kind of yeah. freshman, sophomore, junior year when you weren't confident, you weren't, maybe you had an image of like some goals you set for yourself and your, your batting average or your playing time wasn't where you want it to be. So what, so what kind of happened? Was there like a shift? Did you have a mentor? Was there a book? Yeah. So I honestly wouldn't say I wasn't like confident. It was more like, I just had a lot of doubt. Um, but I, that all correlates to this, but I never like was like, Oh, like I'm not confident in myself. I just, I always had this like doubt creeping in, um, especially, you know, playing softball on the hitting side of things. That's where I struggled the most. This wasn't as challenging for me, but it was just like the failure stuff that I just had the, I was the worst fail failer. <laughs> like I was a sore loser, did not fail well, um, did not learn from it, did not grow from it. All the things that I teach now, but um, the, main kind of pivot and you know I think that I didn't have like an exact person or book or moment like that it was like I had some um sprinkles throughout my college career I think we had um, a sports psychologist which I which I wish I would have taken more advantage of I don't think it was like wasn't like cool to go see the sports psychologist. <laughs> like it was like, oh, something's wrong with you. You're not, you know, you've got problems. And um, and I think it's gotten, it, it wasn't like totally like that, but I just didn't, I should have been seeing him weekly. I mean, it was being offered for free or, you know, that was one of the resources that the school offered. And I should have been like making an appointment every single week anyway. So there was that, I learned a little bit from those conversations and that was the first time I had ever experienced 
any kind of um, psychologist or like counselor, whatever kind of um, name you want to put on it. And then um, we had a, we had an assistant or no, she was like a volunteer coach. She had coached, she was the pitching coach in the program before. Um, and she studied psychology and this is something that she was passionate about, but she didn't really have, she hadn't really started a business doing it. She was just coaching and doing some other things in softball. And she came in um, periodically and just shared some different skills and things. And I really related to her because she had played. I mean, she was a pitcher. I was actually a catcher. So um, I could, we had like this, this connection. And so I could relate to a lot of the things that she had experienced. And um, so I wish that I also had her more, but I didn't, it was like quarterly. It wasn't, it wasn't like super often. So there was another sprinkle and then, um, and then like I had like one other coach that I felt like she really believed in me. And that was like the one, like the first coach, the like one coach that I actually felt like she was like, really did believe in me. Like, I think, I, I think my coaches did. It just, you know, they got a lot of things going on, but this one assistant coach, like it was just different. I don't really know how to totally articulate it, but, and then, um, so that was my freshman sophomore junior year flying by and I'm like struggling I'm frustrated my hitting is not that great I'm not getting a lot of at bats because I'm not performing which makes sense um, and then in going into my senior year I that I think this is that moment was I just was like tired of being like tired and frustrated and sick and tired I'm tired of being sick and tired um and I was like, you know what, like whatever happens, happens. And that was me like finally letting go of the outcomes and the results and just focusing on doing my best, which I was already doing. I was trying really hard. Maybe I was trying too hard. <laughs> and um, so I was doing my best and I just wanted to have fun. And I didn't want to like go home to my apartment crying. And like, I just was like, I just want this to be different. So I just kept telling myself, like, whatever happens, happens. And that was my way of letting go of the things that I couldn't control. And I was just going to go play. It's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go up to my bat. I'm going to do my best and see what happens. And then all of a sudden, like, I just, I was feeling, I just felt different. And then I started getting more hits and having more success. And I was going into my at-bats, like feeling on fire. I know like the whole, like, you know, the balls coming in like a beach ball. Like I, I didn't think that was a real thing, <laughs> but it like, I was going in there being like, I could literally hit anything, any girl throws. It doesn't really matter how good she is or whatever. So that was, I had never felt like that before um, in school. Um, so I didn't even realize that I was holding myself back in high school and before that. So, um, yeah, so I just had this, this mindset shift and I think it had to do with like, I was running out of time. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go have fun, which like should have been doing for a much longer time. Um, but it's just hard to kind of wrap your mind around that when you're expecting so much out of yourself. So it's really challenging because as athletes, we like, we want so much out of ourselves and we push ourselves and we're lo always looking at the things that we can improve. 
but we don't really have that balance of like giving ourselves grace and being like, you know what, you know, whatever happens, happens today. Like just go out there and have like fun. I mean, that's why we started playing, but we kind of lose that. So it's this, this funky balance that you have mm -hmm. to, to yeah, learn. It's, inter it's interesting when you like, when you let go from the outcome, the result, like it just frees you. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to just do that especially when you care so much about your performance. Well, and then there's a, there's a kind of like this, this interesting gap in between caring and not caring because you can't just not care. Yeah. And not, and not put in the <laughs> work and not, but it's the balance of, I'm going to put forth my effort. I'm going to work hard. I know my values, my habits, my routines. But mm -hmm. I think the, the five words that I teach any performer I work with is I'm not defined by this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The yeah. result doesn't define me. It's was I present? Was I was I focused? And and we got a, a high school golfer, T Money, on the ones and twos. T Money, did, does this story? Did, can you can you re relate to this? I yeah, mean, especially no, golf, I, because a lot of golfers yeah. attach their score to their value to their worth, right? Mm -hmm. It's that's totally how it is, and I mean, like I still do it to this day. But yeah, it's totally the sport is so focused on how you play and what you score um and that's just the way it is but it just leads so many people to judge themselves on how you did in putting all the pressure on you um so I just kind of had a question for you um mm -hmm. about I know Colin had said this we were talking about this before the podcast but how you like doubled your batting average like or but I'm just curious um being in softball like how did you bounce back after you struck out or you let a ball get past you and a run come in or something like that um like how did you just put that behind you especially your senior year like you said when you felt like you were performing at your best um what did you do to put that behind you yeah that's a great question so I'm going to be like 100% transparent I still wasn't um, that great at it in my senior year of college but it was that yeah. it it really was this this different way of thinking my senior year of that whatever happens happens that letting go of results and outcomes I mean of course I still cared what happened but it was just easier for me to let things go because I was like you know what like I'm not going to dwell on this and hold on to it because I, my like my time is running out and I need to just like soak up every moment that I can um, so it was just thinking about these things differently. And I think what that mindset shift did for me was I thought about my failures differently. Um, I thought about success differently. Um, I thought about myself differently too. Um, so it was the, the things that I was thinking about and the things I was telling myself too. I mean, it helped that I was finally like, okay, forget the results, forget the outcomes. And then all of a sudden I started doing well. So then it had like this, uh, I had some momentum. And then the things I was telling myself, like, I'm gonna get a hit no matter what this girl throws. Like, I don't care like what, how good she is. Like I can touch any ball <laughs> um, that's thrown my way. That's like, so it was really my thinking and like how, how I approached uh, my at-bats um, especially on the hitting side, because that's where I, I struggled. And um, then, you know, I, I have that momentum. I'm, I'm thinking differently. Even if I failed, I'm like, oh, okay, well, 
on to the next thing, you know? So, but there are a lot of different tools and, um, like mindset skills that I have learned as I have gotten older that I now even use as an adult, like something that I wish that I would have known that I teach my girls, um, is, well, first of all, like affirmations, which is what I was doing in my head. I just didn't really like have a structure or like I didn't practice it um in college I do now um but one of the things that I wish I would have known was this just like a simple reflection process I I like for girls to use it for or any athletes I'm sorry I've got like girl athlete brain (laughs) Um, uh, I love this reflection you can do it post game or post practice or post mistake or post failure you can kind of fill in the blank with whatever but it's just asking yourself like what did I do well what did I not do so well and like what am I what did I learn from it and that for me really helps me see like separate the emotions and the facts because I'm kind of an emotional person (laughs) I could get all wrapped up and like ride in that emotional roller coaster so it's like okay here's what I'm doing really well, giving myself credit finally, because usually it's always like, oh, what am I not doing great? Or what do I need to improve it? Um, And then also figuring out, okay, what's going wrong here and how do I fix it? And then creating like a solution um, or like a focus and intention for moving forward. And then that, like, I'm not thinking about what I did crappy. Now I'm thinking about, okay, I can do this or focus on this. And it really helps the girls move past their mistakes or past their failures or athletes, sorry, girls. Um, so yeah, so I think that stuff, things like those tools are incredibly helpful to move through the failures. That's good. Just having that, like you said before, like self grace, compassion, mm-hmm. like you have compassion and grace for people when they don't do well, but like, why would you not have that self-talk and just like, you know, yeah, it didn't work out the way I wanted to, but you know, hopefully I'll have a, a, another at bat or another sales call or another test I could take and just right. have that that compassion. Um, right. But uh, Paige, if you're gonna like, if we're gonna jump into to your lab and we get into one of your courses, one of your uh, sessions where you're mentoring, you have like a system that you teach. Yeah. Um, so in my in my program, I've kind of created a like a curriculum, which is like any like teacher mentor, I guess. Um, so it, I really always start with the foundation pieces, and I think the foundation pieces in my mind are self talk and practicing those affirmations and what you're telling yourself, and not only what you're telling yourself, but what you're thinking about, what, and also writing it down and practicing those things. Um, so that self-talk piece. Um, and then visualization is an like incredible tool to just visualize what you want to happen. And that's also another like great way to move past failure is seeing what you want to happen next rather than dwelling on that last thing that happened. Um, so visualizing your success and then breathing. <laughs> it's like, seems so easy and simple, but breathing is like, uh, like I don't need, it's just such an underrated tool. And it kind of sounds like, oh, woo-woo-y or meditation-y or whatever you want to call it. But if you just like simply take, even if you set your timer for a minute and just breathe through the minute, like you can feel your body like relax and, and like let go of tension. And that's what we need to perform, especially as athletes, um, let alone in life with all the 
stress and things and craziness going on. So if, if I'm like, coaching, yeah, so if I'm taking this information and I'm a parent, if I'm a coach or if I'm a teacher, if I'm a mentor, if I'm a manager, it would be when you're caring for people and sitting down with them and trying to help them, maybe just ask them some questions like, how do you talk to yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever thought about or listened to yourself talk and like observe what's coming in, coming in into your mind? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to remind people that four out of five human thoughts are negative. So if you, mm-hmm. if you don't condition your mind to be aware of what you're saying, it's going to have a direct impact and influence on your emotional state, your feelings and your actions. So right. lis- listeners out there, <laughs> clean up your self-talk. So you wrote yeah. that, you say, you say affirmations. So there's a ways you can say, um, they're called affirmations, um, 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 anchor statements. Um, okay. You can call them what you want, but like, would you have them write down like three things they're going to memorize or? Yeah. So I would start off with like, just keeping it simple, just writing, like try writing three statements and almost like memorizing them, like writing them down every single day. It might sound seem repetitive and that's totally normal and okay. Um, but as we like get better at it and um, it starts to become more of a habit, what I've found that works really well for me, like anytime that I'm having like those, that self-doubt or worry or fear um, or even this like lack of confidence in myself, I, I call like your, like a limiting belief. So when you start to like have that limit of belief in yourself or you're telling yourself something that you don't want to, to happen or you don't want to be true, but you just like, it's just coming up for you um, to create affirmations surrounding that. So um, like, for example, for myself, you know, I have self-doubt and fear all the time that when I, you know, launch my program or, you know, when I'm even in my program that, you know, these girls aren't, they're, they're not like getting enough or I'm not giving enough or they're not making like the transformation that I think they should or and then it comes like I'm not doing enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not helping them or serving them enough in some way so sometimes that like comes into my head or creeps up and starts to um like make me worry about can I do this like you know all these different things so if like something like that's come up for me, I need to create some new affirmations that are like, actually I've been writing some down there. Like I am important. I'm making a difference. Um, you know, uh, like my, my, you know, how many girls are that are signed up to be in my program doesn't define like my worth and my value. Like no matter what that number is, I'm still going to keep going or I'm still going to keep serving. So I create affirmations specifically around kind of like what I'm going through. And I think that just kind of takes some practice. And um, I mean, it's not that, that challenging, but it does take a little bit of practice to just get into a habit of it. Well, I think what you're talking about is being able to, to reframe. Mm-hmm. And, and analyze, you know, where those beliefs are holding you back coming from and then shifting and having an offensive game plan on how you're going to kind of speak directly out to that fear that you're worried about. Um, now, let's talk about your second pillar, how to visualize and what is going on in your mind and maybe talk about the science or the research that you like to share or different strategies that, that we can do in that in that realm. Yeah, so um, I just think it's, like still, even when I like do some research on visualization, it just like, it's crazy how full our mind is, like how it can take like 
what our results are in a weird way, but um, really interesting study that I share with a lot. It's to kind of give them the sense of, oh, this is important. <laughs> um, is that like a study where this one group of people went to the gym and lifted like did strength training and then they had another group of people who never stepped into the gym and they only advise themselves like lifting and training sounds really odd and weird um but at the end of this the group that actually did the work and physically did the work uh, into the gym they increased their strength by 30 and then the group that they just visualize themselves and never stepped foot into the gym. They increased their strength by 13.5, which is like, to me, I'm like, that's so weird. Like, that's so crazy that just by doing like nothing, essentially physically, they got better. Uh, and I'm like, what if we combine those things, then you're at, you know, the 43.5%. I know it's like, you know, I made that, that statistic up, but I'm like, if you combine those things, you're going to be better than either or. So might as well just do both sides because the visualization is not very hard. It's something easy to add to your routine and the things that you do. And it can be detailed longer. And it's kind of like meditation. It just depends on what, you know, you gravitate towards, but it's like literally just seeing your, what you want to happen. So if you have a, a certain goal, it's just, doing some visualizing and seeing yourself like accomplish that goal or um, like accomplishing a certain dream or for athletes specifically, you know, getting that hit in that big pressure moment or like hearing and seeing and feeling like the crowd and the pressure and those feelings, but also like executing in that moment and knowing that you can. So um, there's just so many different ways you can use it and you can make it your own. Yeah. So I think there's a few ways we can do that. We can, you know, sit back in our, our mind's eye and really experience the moment with using all of our senses, um, sight, sound, mm -hmm. feeling, you know, if I can baseball, like feeling your cleats to dig into to the dirt and feel your, your hands around the bat and see the ball coming in, feeling your jersey, you know, smelling the dirt, the mm -hmm. whatever and the crowd and the, just put yourself in there. Your brain can't tell the difference. So it's like you can get yeah. actually more, you can get more reps that way. You can get yeah. more reps you, doing like, that. Yeah. Okay feel like like when I when I actually take like specific softball girls through a visualization and hitting like a home run I haven't practiced in like I don't know like six years I mean I did go hit in like the last months just for fun <laughs> I was just really missing it and uh but I'm like I literally feel like I can go hit a home run right now after I do it after I visualize mm. um and it's just like this like feeling that you can really do it this is so like kind of funny but I have gone like bowling with my family <laughs> and I will like legit I'm like I will visualize myself like my I don't even know what you call it like in I don't know bowling terms or anything I like I see my form and I see it like leaving my hand I feel like I do better when I do that mm -hmm. which sounds really funny and like silly but you can try it out and like mini golf or like bowling like simple like things like that obviously those aren't as important in life but um uh, it's just like little things like that that uh you just kind of sharpens your focus and makes you feel like you can yeah. really do it yeah and this is really simple question is do you focus on who you are or who you aren't do you focus on what you want or what you what you don't want 
So it's kind of mm. like having um, this experience of kind of in your mind, you know, look at your values and who you are, not who you aren't. Like I, I, I can hit strikes or I am a good listener. I, I do well at tests. I can study and, and perform well. I am liked. And, but then just kind of doing a, a rehearsal mentally in your mind's eye, or you can sit back like you're watching a movie screen in the front row and just seeing your life play out and seeing yourself in those experiences. Mm-hmm. It just creates these, these pathways, these grooves in your subconscious that when you're in that yeah. moment, your brain's like, I've seen this before. I yeah. know what to do. This is normal. And yeah. you let your body do what it wants to do. But you haven't right. done. I think some of us, we have what is called default goals. Mm-hmm. Is we visualize the things that we don't want. And we, and we focus on the mm-hmm. things that we don't want. And then you attract those things because your, your brain can't tell the difference. And fear is a physical response to a mental threat. So you get into this fight flight mode and you tense up and that's why we don't perform well. So if we can just mm-hmm. calm it down, have some, some productive self-talk, it doesn't have to be positive, it's neutral to positive, you know, mm-hmm. do some uh, mental, mental rehearsal on to have an intention for what good looks like. Focus on what you want and what you don't want. And then let's talk mm-hmm. about breathing. Let's talk about breathing. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So what what are simple ways, I think, yeah. for, for, for young, young performers, even a, you know, someone who is a grown-up that needs some help with it? This is, like, <laughs> is kind of like a, a, a new field like with that we're seeing in the research and that's being talked, talked about, about the power of like, breath, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like woo-woo-y or like meditation. It can be like literally like super easy, super simple and just like normalizing it. It was actually really neat. Um, a couple months, about a month ago, um, our church did this whole series on mental health and they actually had everybody in the room just take um, about like 20 seconds to just like do some deep breathing. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Cause I do this all the time with my athletes. And um, it was just like, I was just so excited for m- more adults to like try that out, even if they've never tried it before and just experience like what that does for them. And it's so simple and it just helps just like calm you down, especially like if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or thinking about something, it just, I mean, obviously like the problems aren't going away, but you're able to clear your mind and have some, some better thoughts and like, you know, figure out what the next step is. So it was just really cool to see a whole entire, well, it was like a very giant room. I would go to a large church, um, but all these people, all these adults experience that. Um, but breathing is like incredibly helpful for the girls because, and the athletes, youth athletes, especially because when we are like in that failure, we make that mistake it's like our emotions are like all over the place and it's hard to remember what to do when you're like super frustrated (laughs) it's hard to remember like oh like I gotta tell myself you know I'm good and that doesn't really always like feel super authentic so something that they can always pull out their pocket is to just take some deep breaths to like just take a step back um go get some water uh give yourself a time out that's what I say or like a little um, break in the corner and just take some deep breaths just like just slow things down and I was talking about like when we slow things down then we can speed back up um, but if we like keep going keep going and then that's when we make more mistakes or you know we're more even more frustrated and it's like that snowball effect of 
just craziness. So just slowing things down, taking some deep breaths, super easy. You don't even have to close your eyes or anything. <laughs> just simple deep breaths to help slow things down so you can speed it back up. Yeah, I did a session with a, a youth girls basketball team last year where we can do live events. And I opened up my uh, playlist on Spotify and I played, just keep breathing and breathing and breathing. <laughs> And we just really just made it fun. It's just like when yeah. you're nervous, you get what's called shallow breathing and it cuts off oxygen mm -hmm. and your muscles get tight and you're just not fully there. So I think having a, a, re a reset routine where you breathe, when you notice mm -hmm. you're not present, you notice tension, you notice self-doubt. I love what you said about sometimes self-talk, positive self-talk doesn't sound authentic to you. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Well, breathe. Because yeah. yeah. breathe is a new, neutral, natural thing. Yeah. So that was yeah, really it's cool. Like, kind of kind of figure out like what works for you. Cause like, if I told myself like, Oh, like you're still the best page, like that was not going to work for me when I was like frustrated or just made a mistake. The reflection probably would have worked for me well and taking some deep breaths and just slowing down and getting perspective that really helps me. Um, but like just telling myself that was amazing. That was not, that was not going to feel real yeah. to me. And it, of course, like those affirmations, writing them down, like telling myself, like I am important. Like that's something I really truly believe now. And I can tell yeah. myself that when I'm frustrated, but it takes some practice. Just well, like, and, and I, and I think you can use this, this, the, those three skills in the moment, you can have one sentence of like a reset phrase or a self-talk that, that that's productive. It's not negative, which is great not to be negative. You can mm -hmm. close your eyes and do a quick mindset, like a, a mental movie of how you want to execute that next pitch or that next yeah that next step was you know visualize what you want and then just take one cleansing breath we can do this mm -hmm. probably within within 10 seconds then five seconds yeah um but i want to shift gears before we wrap up here i want to talk about being an entrepreneur because mm -hmm. you said marketing was kind of your thing and we have some listeners out there that you know there's covid and you know parents are homeschooling and you know the, the world is changing and we can do more stuff from home so you've kind of created a business where you're you're mentoring and helping people from home, right? I mean, your, your programs yeah. are pretty much virtual or are you, yeah. are you doing live events or is it, is it virtual? Um, most of everything is virtual unless I do something local here in Arizona when, it, when we can. Um, I've been able to do live things, but not in the last year. Um, but yeah, so, even before yeah. the COVID thing happened, um, pretty much all on Zoom, because I have girls all over the country. So um, I wanted to be able to access the girls that didn't live here. Well, well, maybe walk us through that process, like to start your own business, you know, the Dallas yeah. Fears, what has been working for you? You know, like th this probably applies, the stuff that you coach your girls probably applies to you, what you're doing now, but like, how'd you get the courage to be creative? How'd you decide to execute it? What has worked? What hasn't worked? Because I know there's a lot of business people that, that, that also you know, yeah. learn, learn from this to this too. So for sure. You mentioned entrepreneurship. I was just, like, the came up that was, I was like entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur is like being an athlete on steroids. <laughs> um, it's like definitely one of the most challenging things I've ever experienced. Um, but also like so worth it, like getting those hits. It's like something you can't describe. Um, but I mean, I had a lot of fear, a lot of resistance. And I would say the number one thing that helped me was having a coach and a mentor um, to see that someone that's, you know, few steps or multiple steps ahead of you that can help guide you because there were many times, I mean, I worked 
I guess I didn't work my nine to five job for that long, but it felt like a really long time to, to leave that behind and take that like leap of faith to do this full time was very, very, very scary for me. Um, and mainly cause I just love the sense of control and stability and, um, those things. And I had to do a lot of mindset work, all of the things that I talked about today. Um, I did all of that. I've really, really continued to work on my thoughts. Like I kind of shared that example of like, there's times where I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not good enough for these girls. And I have to like rein it back and use the things that I teach and um, having a mentor and a coach has been incredibly helpful. But I, something that I think that I've always been really good at is I ask for help like shamelessly. <laughs> I'm not afraid to like ask questions and ask for help and like, or just like put something out there and try it. Um, that's always been something I've been pretty good at. And I think that that's definitely something you have to work at or just like make that step to just put something out there, share your story your experiences because that's what started everything for me I just started sharing my experiences and how I felt in college and um all of a sudden these you know these parents and these girls were like Gosh, that's how I feel it's exactly you know what I was going through and then I knew that this was some this was something that was really needed um so yeah the, and taking action just taking little small action all the time it's a little a lot not a lot a little ACT yeah. action changes things bias for action that's so good so hire a coach a mentor why would you go by yourself when you're um you know building a house you hire someone that knows how to to drop plans or when you need to go on safari you hire someone that knows the terrain I mean if you're doing yeah. something new why would you not you know work with someone to get you set up and I think number two is asking for help I'm asking for help is a sign of strength why do who says you have to know everything you know, mm -hmm. who says that, uh, you know, that you can figure out it's really way easier if you do this with other people. And I love number yeah. three, which is, was to just share, to be authentic. Mm -hmm. what, 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 what the world needs is your true authentic self, not like a, a copycat of somebody else and just documenting your journey. I think that sounds like what you kind of did. Like for me, when I yeah. create content, I'm just going to document what's happening instead of like having to create this brand new eye popping content, right. just, just, just <laughs> talk through you're feeling how you're feeling is what you're doing and then man number four let's go page let's take some action let's yep. take some action exactly. entrepreneurs man it's the start that's that stops most people so if yeah. you can just have that bias for action take massive action i think you're going to grow a lot better and it's quantity over quality at first and mm -hmm. you would get, in, get enough reps that's going to improve your, your your output so Paige, I learned a ton. I really want to give you a huge props and thanks for being vulnerable and for reaching out. I'm so glad that you left your marketing career to, to serve a higher calling and to, to mentor young athletes and, Me too. and girls especially. <laughs> and um, I can't wait to keep following you and seeing your journey and everybody needs to follow you. So maybe give them some spots where they can, you know, your website or. Yeah, definitely. Your, I'd say uh, Instagram. Yeah. most definitely most active in instagram just because there's the stories you know i feel like we're just all hanging out on there um but i i do share a ton on my facebook as well so that's another place that uh, i give a lot 
if there's any younger athletes, actually, I don't know. There's a lot more people on TikTok now, but I, I started the TikTok for the girls specifically, but yeah, I'm on there. It's not, you know, again, not perfect whatsoever, but, uh, well, just well, I, I, I somehow found you. I somehow found, there's certain hashtags I find, I follow. Oh, okay. I, I found you and That's you had so this, but what about you? You had this like clear message on like who you're, who, I'm going to talk to girls, girl athletes. And then we're talking about like confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very I mean, specific with that. <laughs> I think, but I think that's, that's, I mean, the riches, that's where if it, the more niche is the, the better. I mean, to be. Ooh, very, yeah. That's another big yeah. So thing I like to say, scratch the itch, find a niche, you'll be rich. So it's like, what's an itch that mm-hmm. you want to scratch yourself? What's a niche audience that, that needs, that's a problem that you're going to solve. That's gonna be yeah. huge. So I think if you're trying to trying to start your own business, just stop all the like fancy fluffy words. Just get super specific with your mm-hmm. audience. Like if you drill a thousand one foot holes versus one hole that's a thousand feet, that's gonna give mm-hmm. you a better chance to be more direct. So I love how yeah. direct and simple your language is. It's really cool. But uh, so but you didn't tell me like the the handle for the the, the Instagram. Oh, it's just my it's just my name, Paige Tons. You can pretty much it's easy to find me because I'm like positive I'm the only page tons in the world which makes it really excellent for me <laughs> so, so, so it's just p-a-i-g-e-t-o-n-z t-o-n-z yep. for, for tons yes. well uh Paige if you need anything for me let me know like I'd love to help you, you guys so out any questions I'm gonna be I'm gonna reach so out fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep following you and, and taking notes and hopefully sharing this message of making mindset yeah. normal mindset training I can't wait to share podcast and everything with my audience too because oh with so cool one of a lot of girls um younger girls they don't necessarily listen to podcast that much it's not really their space and I had a one of my 14 year olds reach out to me and she's like hey can you give me some podcasts to listen to and I'm like yes like you should hop on that podcast train it's so helpful that's another thing in entrepreneurship listen to just like podcast all day <laughs> yeah yeah we, we can ask i think if, if if we did another another episode i'd love to pick your brain on like who, who you studied to get into this space to feel yeah. confident about teaching it i i could share my my story of the list of mentors i've, I've reached out to buy but we, i know we have a time commitment we got i gotta go you gotta go yeah but uh we're gonna we're gonna end this podcast like every single episode the body has limits but the mind is limitless thanks Paige. yes yeah thanks Thank you.